welcome to the World of Wellness Podcast, where we talk all things health, wellness, mindset, and motivation. I'm your host, Megan Zucra. We're here to give you the tools and resources that you can put into action to transform into the healthiest, happiest, most confident version of yourself. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the World of Wellness Podcast. I am so excited to be here today, and today we're going to talk about your brain on exercise, and this is kind of exciting for me because as I was putting together what I wanted to talk about in relation to the brain, I had a lot of aha moments in here. And I want to share some of my experiences that I've had with the benefits that I've seen with exercise on the brain. But I drew this huge conclusion in literally like five minutes before I sat down to do this podcast. And I all of a sudden remembered that in college, neuroscience was my favorite class. It was so fascinating to me. I loved how it works. I love how it's intertwined with psychology. And I don't know, it was just kind of a very weird, like, oh yeah, an aha moment that you love this kind of stuff. (laughs) So we're going to talk about your brain on exercise. And I wanted to share an aha moment I had around how exercise has helped me mentally in my brain. So Exercise helps us focus, it helps improve our memory, and if we exercise once, our attention span increases for the next one to two hours, but if we make exercise habitual, that attention span will gradually increase and increase and increase. So when I bought a gym in 2018, I never ever expected that in 2020 I would be three weeks into running it and having to shut shut operations down. And I quickly really went into survival mode of, okay, I got to make something new here. I got to see how we can keep this alive. So I started doing exercise videos and I filmed over 750 exercise videos and did voiceovers, recorded it, all that good stuff. And I realized how much work I did in a very, very, very short amount of time, eight, nine months to do 750 different exercise videos with voiceovers. That is so much for me to do in a short amount of time. But what I realized and truthfully didn't even have this epiphany until again, I was kind of preparing to talk about the brain of, I made exercise a number one priority in my life. And for me to be able to focus the way I did, get as much accomplished in a short amount of time in the way that I did, I really, really give all of the credit to exercise, allowing me to be able to focus and stay on track with one tax for that extended amount of time. So that's a personal experience of how I've seen exercise affect the brain, but let's talk a little bit more about the brain. Now, the brain controls 
everything. The brain controls our heart rate. The brain controls our breathing. The brain sends a really, really, really fast signal for me to go, hey, I want this hairbrush that's on my desk. I'm going to reach over and pick it up. We do it instantaneously, but our brain is having to send a signal to my hand to be able to reach over and to pick that up. So the brain is in control of everything that the body does, and that's why we could be brain dead. You know, we could have a perfectly healthy body, but if our brain is not working, we don't live. So the brain is also made up of all these tiny little spiderweb looking things called neurons that talk to each other. And that's how the electrical signal is carried from our brain to our heart or our brain to our organs or our brain to our fingertips. So little electrical signal that runs from the brain through telling the body to do something. So these neurons talk to each other. And the neurons, with exercise, can grow. They can become stronger. So that efficiency of that electrical signal from the brain to the body can increase. And we can even make new neurons. So that means we can make new connections. So if you ever had an aha moment where you had one thing happen and another thing happen, then all of a sudden you realize how they work together. That is a new connection happening in the brain. And that is the same thing that happens when we form a new habit. So I think the easiest way to understand it is like playing a guitar or learning how to play a new instrument of where you can look at a guitar with a bunch of strings in your hand and what the heck they're going to do to it. Your brain goes, I have no idea what you want my fingers to do, but the more you practice, you're forming new neural connections and the more that you do it, you make them stronger. So bringing that all back to exercise is we have blood that goes to everything. So blood carries nutrients and blood carries the energy essentially that we need to do work. So when we exercise, we're getting more blood flow pumping to the brain and it's flushing out our brain, getting fresh blood up there, making us be able to function properly. And specifically, when we exercise, there's two parts of the brain that become stronger because they're getting more blood flow. One is the hippocampus, which is in control of our memory and learning, and the prefrontal cortex, which is in charge of keeping things orderly, more or less. So when we exercise, more blood flow is getting to these parts of the brain and that makes them stronger because they are getting flushed with nutrients and as we exercise it acts like a protective barrier. Now these two parts of the brain are most susceptible to neurocognitive disorders so if we're not getting them exercised more or less or getting blood flow to them then we're not using them the way we should like it is so the brain is like a muscle the use it or lose it phenomenon so if we don't work out their muscles they're going to atrophy so if we don't use our brain the way it's supposed to be it's going to atrophy so when we exercise getting all this blood flow to these two parts of the brain make them stronger and it inhibits or delays these cognitive declines. So if you're worried about dementia or having Alzheimer's, exercise and getting the heart rate up is a great way to protect. It doesn't prevent, but it protects it. It acts like a preventive shield around the brain. So let's talk about emotions and stress and the brain. 
So what exercise does is that it helps reduce the stress because it reduces the stress hormones because the hormones that help us feel good and feel better and help us better understand and process things increase. And specifically, this is dopamine and that's what we feel when we get that runner's high. And I also just love the concept of the runner's high because it feels good. So it's a positive reinforcement from the brain telling us that what we just did, it likes. So it is a reward. So if you guys have ever heard of any studies where they go, well, when you're trying to change a habit, you have to fix or take, you have to change the reward center of the brain. That's exactly what they're talking about. The brain rewards you for doing something good. So the brain gets that same kind of thing when we have sugar or salt. It goes, ooh, that was good. Give me more. You get the same thing from exercise. Sure, it's not fun in the moment, but after that, you feel great. You got that dopamine, you're feeling empowered, you feel confident, and it has so much many more health benefits than getting that dopamine response from the pizza or the sugar that you're eating. So it's really a matter of choice in what's important to you and what you're willing to do. And that, again, is affecting the brain because now you're changing those neurons. Remember how we were talking about that those neurons talk to each other. But we can mold and we can change the way that those neurons talk to each other by changing our habits or by changing our self-talk. So, for example, you might have something that goes, Ooh, I'm feeling like I need a pick-me-up. Your brain then goes, okay, you need dopamine. You can get dopamine from eating a piece of candy. So that's the connection that your brain has formed with those neurons. It goes, feeling, here's the trigger, I'm tired. And then you go, okay, how can, how, what's the easiest way I can get some dopamine? All right, I can eat a piece of candy. And then you feel happy because you got that dopamine. But we can change how that happens. We can change that pathway with the neurons. We can still have that same cue of, ooh, I need, I'm tired. I need a little bit of pick-me-up. Then you can go, well, maybe I'll go on a walk and get some fresh air to get that dopamine and get my body moving instead of reaching for that piece of candy. So now you're, you're, you have the same trigger of being tired or wanting more energy, but you get to choose which habit or which pathway you choose. And you can go down the pathway of choosing sugar for dopamine, or you can go down the pathway of getting exercise for it. So we get to choose which one we do. And now the crazier or cooler part is, is that you can strengthen the neural connection until it becomes a automatic response. So just like you might have a routine first thing that you wake up in the morning, okay, first thing, wake up, I look at my phone. That's the first thing I do, but I can change that to I can go straight to the kitchen and get a thing of water. And it's all a matter of stopping doing what you're doing in one part and then continuing just to do another one. And it might feel really hard at first. It's kind of like driving through a... um, snow. It's like driving through snow. The first time you go through, it's kind of tough to do. It's kind of tough, but the more you go forward and then you back it up again and then you go forward and back it up again, you're making those lines deeper in the driveway or in your brain. So the more that you do something, the more it becomes a habit. 
So I just said a lot here and we're getting to the after 10 minute mark here. So maybe I'll do a whole nother part two because I barely scratched the surface on what exercise can do for the brain. So let's do a quick review here of exercise. It helps our focus. It helps our memory. It helps reduce or prevent or delay, better word than prevent, the onset of Alzheimer's or dementia or any kind of neurological disorder. It helps delay those things. And it gives us dopamine, which helps us feel good, which helps reduce our stress hormones. And we get to choose what we do with our bodies and with those neural pathways. We get to create new ones. The brain is completely moldable. So we'll talk more about this again, but I wanted to just give you a scratch the surface a little here. As you can see, there are so many great benefits that exercise has on the brain and what we can do with the brain. So stay tuned, have a great day, and we will see you guys soon. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review and don't forget to subscribe for new episodes and updates. I hope you have a great day and can't wait to see you soon.